forget who it was that recommended for their soul's good to do each day two things they disliked. It was a wise man, and it is a precept that I have followed scrupulously. For every day I have got up and I have gone to bed. Somerset Maughan My guest on The Poets Weave today, Christopher Citro, an MFA student at IU whose poetry, forthcoming in the Cortland Review, has been published recently in Harper Pallet, the Cincinnati Review, Poet Law, and a number of other magazines. His poems have also been featured on Verse Daily and nominated for a Pushcart Prize. I'm Jenny Kander, and I want to say that with premature nostalgia in January 2010, I will be placing the Poets Weave recordings in my co-host, Christopher Citro's, most capable and enthusiastic hands. I have no doubt there will continue to be a fine mix of both town and gown poets in future programs. I am so grateful to have been your poetry host for 11 years. Thank you for listening. What do you have for us today, Christopher? This first poem is called Science Fiction Family. Imagine that a family of robots moves into town, arriving from Texas in a beat-up car. Born in a factory that looked like a big metal box, a mom robot, a dad, and two children robots. Somehow they developed consciousness, petitioned for their rights to self-determination, and won them from a local magistrate. Ready to start a new life of their own, the family moves into your town one quiet day in November. They run a small place above a toiletry shop on Main Street to set up their simple household. The father robot gets a job in a factory making mouthwash. The mother works from home proofreading legal documents. The children are enrolled in the local elementary school and test out among the highest in their respective classes. The family puts its surname upon its mailbox and installs heavy-duty electrical outlets in every room. Imagine what the neighbors would say. Picture the expression on the face of the middle-aged widow living down the hall. Imagine the attitude of the clerk behind the counter of the corner store. Put yourself in the place of the youngest child as she stands on the playground, one gray day, all alone in the center of a circle of silent second graders. This poem is called Emily, It's Better This Way. They landed in the morning and nothing happened. It was six hours before the hatch split. When finally they emerged, we strained to see faces, but their helmet visors were mirrored. We looked and pointed and saw ourselves. The spacemen lumbered out, bounced around on the lawn like great big children in silver snowsuits, dancing in slow motion. Then the sirens blew, and we knew the tornadoes were coming. The sky went green, and we headed for cover. The last person to see the spacemen was Emily. Before ducking into the shelter, she looked back and saw one begin to lift off into the sky. Another spaceman tried to hold that one down, but he lost his footing, and both of them shot into angry clouds. And this poem is called Improving the Odds. It's for Dustin Nightingale. 
If he spots a lily by chance at the side of the road, he'll rush home and make a duplicate with whatever is to hand. Old newspapers, yogurt cups, cat litter. Then he'll rush back and set his copy up next to the original. Not to replace it, just to improve the odds that tiny little bit. There aren't nearly enough beautiful things in the world. Not enough clean rivers, girls with shaved heads, blue glass bottles on window sills, hawks soaring over ice cream parlors. Two baseball hats in a Camaro run over a bunny and laugh. Well, now there are two lilies on the other side of the equation. On the way home, he passes a limestone rhinoceros in a grade school parking lot. Tomorrow, there'll be two. One limestone, the other made of old magazines, houseplants, and walking sticks. She lifted her arms, but she wasn't surrendering. He keeps leaving bottles with messages for me. He doesn't finish the liquor, though, so the notes come out hopelessly smudged. I haven't understood a word he's said in years. This is The Poet's Weave, and my co-host Christopher Citro's poetry has been featured today. I am Jenny Kander.